Welcome back to our third session of the podcast on sharing by Toastmasters about their Toastmasters journey. So for today's session, I have a special guest, V. Kartigayan, or properly known as Karti, to join us to give us his view on mentoring. Karti has been a Toastmasters for more than eight years, almost nine years now. And he's served as club president for MIMPJ Toastmasters Club. And in fact, he like two years ago, he served as the district finance manager for District 102. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Karti to our podcast session today. Karti, welcome. Thank you, Nurhayati Tati, for welcoming me to the podcast. Thank you. So, our topic for today is about mentoring. Mm -hmm. um, for the first question, maybe you can share with us what's your view about mentoring in a Toastmasters club? Okay. My view on the mentoring within the Toastmasters is I feel that it's an important component of Toastmasters. In other words, your Toastmasters journey will be incomplete without the mentorship. And I feel it is beneficial for both the mentors as well as the mentees. So well, what is mentorship all about? In simple words, it's mm -hmm. to shorten the time scale and keep the new member to be focused. If you want me to give an analogy, let's say you are driving to a unknown place. Mm -hmm. And like people, let's say you have a navigation system like Google always. It's always nice to have it rather than taking the trouble yourself and going through finding challenge in terms of finding the route. Mm -hmm. So having a GPS system, perhaps similarly having a mentor when you're first time going to a club, when you are not familiar about Toastmasters, when you do not know the members, having a mentor, yes, makes life a little easier. Perhaps you can share with us your experience being a mentee and also a mentor because obviously you were once a new Toastmasters, right? So what was your experience? Um, you can share, I think in Toastmasters, there's two parts. One is about the speech and also the other one is the journey as a leader. Can you share with us your experience? Okay. I joined Toastmasters in 2012. Yes, it has been almost nine years, going to be nine years. And I believe in the quote, which says, no man is an island. Uh -huh. Meaning in order to accomplish something, you need people, you need their support. Yes, it is almost nine years and I still think I'm a little reserved person. Uh -huh. However, when nine years ago, it was, I think it was far worse, in the sense that I decided I wanna to join Toastmasters. And mm -hmm. I think even at that time, I'm okay in terms of analytical, or I like to find out information on my own. Mm -hmm. So I've decided to join even before meeting the members or anything of that sort. So I oh. signed up for the club very quickly. I attended, I said, where is the form? I signed up and done. You mean but you signed up the first time you came in? Yes. Wow, okay. That's because <laughs> this, so happened MIMPJ Toastmasters was the nearest to my club. So uh -huh. I wrote in and they replied. They said, next meeting is coming Wednesday. So I joined. Uh -huh. I just attended and I signed up. Okay. However, it took me some time before I actually 
started my journey because uh -huh. as I said, I was really reserved. So I would not open up my own, on my own. So it's really such a hard job for anyone to make me speak. Oh, okay. So over the time I went missing. How long were I, you missing? <laughs> yes, I, I went, attended first meeting. After that, easily five, couple, four, five months, I went missing. Uh -huh. Before someone from Exco reached out to me, texted, hi, how are you? Are you okay. still there? We see that kind of a thing. So kind of helped. Um, so after, again, it took me another month plus for me to finally decide to come back. Mm -hmm. When I came back, yes, there were a lot of friendly faces. Even though I do not know any one of them, mm -hmm. just that looking at their face, the friendly smile, and they were very encouraging, whether in terms of doing the speeches or taking on any roles, they mm -hmm. were very helpful. And I would not just say a particular member, almost all the senior members at the time. And as times moved by, um, within a month or two, at the time, VP at the time, Elaine Lee, approached me. Mm -hmm. And she's the one who also texted me in terms of, you've been missing for some time and all those things. So she asked, <laughs> would you like to be part of an EXCO team or not? I see. And I had no clue idea about what is an EXCO team, because even being a member was such a, I mean, it was already difficult being a member. So, But nevertheless, she said, do not worry. Just be a exco. We'll be there to guide you and we'll be, be there to support you and you'll learn some things along the way. And I think more because of a friendlier tone or anything, I said yes, without having any idea about it. Uh -huh. And also something strange happened because uh, as even though I've been in Toastmaster for by then easily almost a year mm -hmm. and I was missing for most of the months, I never really was in constant touch with the club. Even though for they might have assigned me a mentor. Uh -huh. I never got to know who was the mentor all about. So my mentorship probably started when I started becoming an ex-co. At the time, the entire lineup, I mean, from Elaine to Sim to Jesse, and I think followed by Gim Kim, later on president, and even you. Mm -hmm. So there were a group of ex-co members who kind of uh, mentored you. When I say mentoring, as a club exco, you are the one organizing the meeting. You are the mm -hmm. organizing the contest. We organize youth leadership diligently. MIMPJ has been doing it for so many years. Yeah, and even and you are somehow or other being part of it. Not as an attendee, but you are part of the organizing committee. And as times pass by, you need to take on the mantle to organize something. Yeah. And looking back over the years, being the type of personality that I am, Mm -hmm. And I think if I, I joined for a reason to improve in my public speaking, but if that was my sole reason, just like so many other new opportunities that was explored, mm -hmm. I would have probably quit in a short span of time. But somehow or other, this exco and this responsibility is pushed me into the leadership zone, which uh -huh. is not my comfort here, but somehow or other you are exposed to it. And there are people who always encourage you, stand there with you. So that kind of pushes you into it. Now, looking back after nine years, everyone's journey is different. But looking back, mm -hmm. I feel good that I made a progress in terms of leadership. Meaning it is, I've taken on various roles within the club, even at the district level, whatever the leadership opportunity that comes along. Uh -huh. And for me, it is a learning curve at every journey. 
it was somewhat difficult and you kind of a progress. So now I feel I voluntarily take up leadership roles, whether in my company or even personal uh, family. And so it's kind of a leadership. It's not no longer alien. There is a lot of scope to become really good at it. Mm -hmm. However, you are no longer afraid of it. You feel I, I have started to embrace the leadership. Ah, That's so why. You, you mean to say that because you always, okay, you tend to take the leadership roles and that translated into your real life. When I, I say real life, is that means your work. Yeah. That will actually help you to take up leadership roles in your workplace. Is that yes, what you're you, saying? Yes. For example, company wants to organize a family day, you volunteer. Let me be the one that takes wow. up. Wow. So, and that is an achievement for you because you're very quiet, you're very reserved. It's something that you will normally in the past will not take up. Yeah. Even to join, I would have think twice. <laughs> so, so things have changed in that regard. Mm. Uh, and I think the big reason that I can give is not just that my ex-co members or the past presidents that I work with, uh -huh. also a lot of senior members who had just been there, sometimes just by being themselves or giving motivating words, they uh -huh. all have served as a mentor. Somehow or other, my track leaned more towards leadership. So I have done a lot more in that space in terms of organizing events and so on. That is probably because I had mentors and mm -hmm. guided me along the path. Without them, probably I would not have ventured that. That's very interesting because you have a lot your your mentorship that you get. The mentors come mainly from your ex school, mm. the club ex school, and yes. you've said that MIPJ has a very structured, I would say, like succession succession planning in terms of developing mm. their members. Interesting, uh, because I think uh, in a way. My journey is similar to you because I think we joined about the same time. Uh, I also was missing for about almost a year <laughs> before I came back. And Sim was the one who actually managed to uh, invite me back. You know, like, hey, you've been missing. Why don't you come back? And again, I think we serve on the same time, uh, the Exco team, right, Kati? So you've, you've had a very interesting journey from a very reserved person hardly speak, but I, I've seen the changes in you, seriously, over the nine years, Kati. Uh, but now share with us your experience being a mentor. Okay. Mentorship, I think it is just probably a natural progression mm -hmm. once you're in within masters. I served in Exco for some years uh -huh. and done a number of years. That kind of, uh, it, it's a natural progression. Why it is important because it, it's a kind of a way of giving back to the mm -hmm. club. So that's one way. Uh -huh. So I had a few mentees along the way. And I feel generally it is a great responsibility. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the new members are coming in. You know, if you do a good job, mm -hmm. you probably make their Toastmasters experience worthwhile. Mm -hmm. And if you fail to do so, it's, it's reflex. They probably won't renew or they'll just quit without ga gaining the benefit mm -hmm. that they first. Something made them join. Okay. Without realizing that potential, they would probably quit. And the other thing is, as a mentor, I recognize that even as a mentor, there is a lot of benefit even at individual level. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, when you want to mentor somebody, 
you need to be, you need to know, be, be slightly ahead of the curve so that you can guide them. So that in a way yeah. pushes pressure mm -hmm. on me. For example, I'm more, I would say, I'm analytical and all those things, yes, but I'm a more of a laid back person. So it kind of pushes you, it yeah. challenges you. In the sense that I need to be able to answer or them or guide them in the right path. So that kind of a puts pressure on me to continuously learn new things, try out new roles, because leadership is all about leading by example. Mentoring is no different. Mm -hmm. If I myself don't do speeches, my mentees won't probably do it. So you need to walk the talk uh -huh. and that helps me in terms of progressing in the right way. So that's, I think, a big benefit, benefits of being a mentor to keep that learning part and your journey alive. So that's key. Second thing is that great satisfaction in making a difference in life. So within the Toastmaster context, mm -hmm. somebody joins and you made their life a little more easier. There are, they could, uh, it's just kinds of a, kind of a satisfaction that I don't know how to describe that, that makes you feel really good. Mm -hmm. The real satisfaction when you see them progressing mm -hmm. a lot faster pace mm -hmm. at a better rate than you yourself, mm -hmm. I believe I've done my job. That's how I measure my progress. So you Whatever mentioned, I, sorry, Kati, you mentioned that you've got a number of mentees over the years. So yes. what, what type of mentees do you think that will actually benefit? I mean, you mentioned just now, you know, a mentee who like progress much faster and all that. Can hmm. you give... An example, what is it that they do differently that they can progress much faster? Because I know some of my mentees, I'm there trying to push them, but they do not reciprocate. So okay. what, what your example that you can give us that for All a right. mentee, uh, they can move faster? Okay. Uh, there are a number of mentees and right now my mentees are Lini and Susien. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, when I say they move faster in the sense that my idea is pretty simple. Uh -huh. Coming back to the earlier question on leadership succession, just like an exco, uh -huh. MIMPJ is unique because we have had different presidents. Last 28 years, 28, 28 different presidents. Mm -hmm. How we make life easier for the other president, all the accumulated knowledge and experience we try to pass on to the next person mm -hmm. so that if I make 10 mistakes, the other person would probably make eight or less, or whatever it is. That's mm -hmm. how we continue. Same approach is taken in terms of mentorship. I had my journey. There was a reason why I went missing for the first six to nine months, why I did not do enough number of speeches in my early years, mm -hmm. why I hesitated to take on certain roles, mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. For example, Lini, in the sense that she's uh, probably more of a perfectionist, mm -hmm. <laughs> really a lot of effort. I mean, in that sense, you don't need a push per se, but again, you just want to push them, keep them to always try out new things. Because sometimes the danger is that you do not try out because of for the fear of failure. That mm -hmm. is a possibility. But however, you need to gently push them and give them a reassurance that you are there if anything fails. It's good, Karthi, you mentioned that fear of failure because one thing that we keep saying in our club is that this is a safe place for you to try new things. It's okay to fail here in the club mm. rather than you failing in your workplace out there in the real world. So yeah. to me, um, having a safe environment for the club for you to try, you know, during your public speech or even taking up roles, uh, any roles in the club, is a safe place to learn. And those skills 
that you learn, you can actually, it's a transferable skills. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, when you go out, you are able to coordinate events for your company. So it's a good thing you raised that. I think it's very true in terms for, for Toastmasters Club. Thank you. Um, please go ahead and you're sharing, Karti. Okay, so when I say I have a different mentors, everyone's personality mm -hmm. is different. Mm -hmm. So another challenge as a mentor is that you need to find the middle ground mm -hmm. where it is beneficial for the mentee as well as a mentor to come mm -hmm. together to spend that time. So that both believe that they are making that progress. Mm -hmm. That's very important, the finding the middle ground. Mm -hmm. And I think that in, I would say a welcome challenge. I welcome that challenge because I get excited when I get new mentees. It is not all about a mentor transferring the knowledge to mentee. Mm -hmm. Yes, within the Toastmaster context, probably yes. However, there is a lot more things that you can learn from your mentee, how they approach the same subject. Mm -hmm. They approach sometimes, they teach you a lot more. Can you give an example of what you've learned from your mentee? You say it's like a two-way thing. For example, I'm more of an impromptu. I do my speeches. Yes, I get feedback and then I move on. Okay. However, for example, Lini, as I said, she prepares really well. Uh -huh. When she does a speech, she does a rehearsal with me. Back, she corrects and she delivers a speech. And then again, she records the evaluation and then she works on the points and discuss and corrects. And that's when I felt it really shortened the learning cycle. What a typical member would say, oh, within two to three years, you would make this much progress. Probably that learning curve can be shortened if you deliberate practice and with the right technique. So in a way, she gets a max out of the mentor in the right way. Wow, okay. Good. So I'm happy to also share that because it also pushes me and I'm happy to see that progress. So there are things that I learned from her which mm -hmm. I would probably apply it at my workplace or elsewhere. So it's a mutual learning. It she is never does too... that for every speech? Yes. She does. Wow, okay. okay. Mm. Even my yeah. other mentee, I have Susie. Okay, uh, she has, um, I mean, ever since COVID, yes, she has not been attending the meetings regularly. But uh -huh. again, as I said, there are so many skills that you can pick up. Uh -huh. Probably because uh, she helped out in youth leadership program and so on. Uh -huh. For example, simple things like PowerPoint slides. Uh -huh. She does better than probably everyone else. So that kind of uh, things, or even these skills that, when I summarize a point, she can put it in a PowerPoint slide, which makes it a lot more easier because we want to teach the kids on how to do table topics or those kind of things. Mm -hmm. The way they summarize and put together, uh -huh. those are the things I learn and I apply in my life. So there is always a learning which goes together. So the key thing is that are both mentors and mentees are progressing. Do they feel it makes their life a little easier? Does it accelerate the learning growth? And do they can they get the candid feedback? So both helps? both mentor and mentee have different strengths and you learn each other from each other. Yes. Wow, yes. awesome, I, awesome. I really like when my mind is a lot more different than me. Uh-huh. It challenges me to find because it forces me to adapt my personality, uh-huh, to be more open to be different. So that challenges me uh -huh. as well as it gives me a great opportunity as a mentor to learn from my mentee because they have great. different set of skills. That's Similarly, awesome. I believe mm -hmm. from mentee perspective, mm -hmm. because I as a mentor coming from a different pers perspective, different angle viewpoint, mm -hmm. that kind of challenges them. But the idea is that you need to tell certain things, but you need to stop at some level because the key to entire mentorship 
it is not about making another kafti out of them uh-huh. but making them finding their own voice making uh-huh. the lady finding her voice her own character her own personality which comes through the speeches or lyrics within the toastmasters so if whoever i meet if we can identify what is their strength and help them to bring it out mm-hmm. and that's when it's good so to and summarize that as a mentor yeah. or mentee it's about each other expecting much more yeah yes it, it, it is a two way it is never one way Great. it is a two way and sometimes now i would even be biased saying that mentor probably benefits even more than a mentee yeah. in the long term it, Great, great sharing, Kati. Now, um, before we uh, we coming to the end of our podcast, um, is there any last word or any tip that you want to share with us, whether it's new Toastmasters or you know those who has been around? Is there anything that you find a one thing that that can help them in their journey? All right. First and foremost, uh, Toastmasters. I believe it's a great platform. Mm-hmm. for learning and improving communication and leadership skills mm-hmm. i think almost if we ask any number any new members mm-hmm. what is the reason they join those masters mm-hmm. most likely public speaking some could say leadership but that's why almost everybody fits in key thing to remember as mentioned earlier mm-hmm. this is the place to fail and make mistakes mm-hmm. because there is very little consequences if you fail here because it's a rehearsal training ground and even when you fail forward the members would still find something to appreciate and they <laughs> true, won't laugh true. at you they will laugh at you yeah. and they will still encourage you because in order to carry out something really well we try first time we will definitely fail uh-huh. and you want to fail at a place where there is very little consequences mm-hmm. little damaging for us you don't want to fail at a workplace or a real business meeting where are 300 people are there you don't want to fail that yeah and this place is where the place to fail and make mistakes and learn from it mm-hmm. and so that something that everybody needs to remember so uh-huh. try out i mean you must if whatever challenges are if you are mm-hmm. looking at toastmaster you definitely want to improve something whether communication or leadership this is the place to try that out right and second thing is that just to summarize finalize mm-hmm. is learn hone your skills and most importantly do not stop within the toastmasters spectrum apply the skills learned within the toastmasters mm-hmm. whatever it is and apply it at your personal and professional life remember it's a rehearsal ground it makes us feel good but the real benefit comes when you can take this learning bring it outside to bring it to the outside world and make the entire community benefit from it that's when i think it kind of a complex thank you karthi for the wise words i totally agree with you because i find that in toastmasters is not about just learning the theory it's about applying and when you apply you sharpen the saw be it your leadership skills or your speaking skills communication after you practice it become part of you and that i think what's the beauty of it as you go out it's a, such a transferable skills something you can learn i think judy mentioned this in her in her interview also being a good communicator is something that you can learn it's the same thing with leadership skills once again karti thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us today with your 
Toastmasters journey. Um, I personally see how, see how you've, you've grown um, as a leader and also a speaker. Well, once again, thank you. I hope to catch up with you soon. And once again, thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye.